ladies and gentlemen. That's enough flat nut. This is Jeff Jarrett. Hey, it's the hardcore legend Mick Foley. This is Take the Steak Roberts. Hey, this is Cody Rhodes. Hey, what's up, players? This is Teddy Dolan. I'm WWE Hall of Famer, Pat Star Jim Duggan. And you're listening to Wrestling with Ideals, tough guy. Oh! This is the greatest wrestling show on the planet. Taking you through the crazy world of Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live are your rambunctious hosts, the man they call Gibby, Zach McGibbon, the Beast from BC, Alec Miski, the man, the myth, the legend, McGuire Forte, and primetime, Josh Primo. Now, it's time to wrestle with ideas. I don't know! Welcome inside the CKDJ studios for Wrestling With Ideas here on CKDJ 107.9. Ottawa's new music, I am the man they call Gibby, Zach McGibbon. Alongside me is the Beast from BC. He is Mr. Alec Miski. How are you doing today, Alec? You know what? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm actually, I had a really good day. Um, I sat down. I watched the results of 205. Mm-hmm. I was most disappointed. And then I ate sushi to drown my fears. And sorrows mm. and tears. Well, I've been getting messages recently. I actually got this message just right now as we're recording. Is it from the question master, Simon Zimmerman? I wish it was from the question master, oh. Simon Zimmerman. Where'd you go? We miss you, Simon. All Come back to by me, Simon. myself. Uh, no, I, I I got something sent in from Safe Kaiser. I'm Safe Kaiser, one of the first years here in the program. He says, change your name to Gibby McGibbon, please. Change your name to shut that. No, I can't say that. You can't say it. This is a radio. This is a kid-friendly show sometimes, except when we have Joel Kurtner on the show. Um, (laughs) But uh, he is the sexual intellectual. He is. He is the cunning linguist. Ah, yes. And the quintessential stud muffin. Yes. You can listen back to that interview on wrestlingwithideas.podbean.com. We are going all over the place. You know, I highly recommend that interview. Really good. Really good chat. It's it's a very interesting chat. He's a very nice guy as well. Obviously well-spoken. I think it was pretty- Oh, incredible. It was was pretty obvious. Incredibly. I mean, it was pretty obvious for the promos before. I think it's incredibly. Incredibly. I think it's intellectual. Sexually, intellectually, I don't know, like, <laughs> but uh, yes, it's incredibly edibly. No, that doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. We are going off the rails right now. You see, it's a full episode, so we're just trying to fill up as much time as we can. Yeah, in case you can't tell, two raw. minutes of blabbering. Yeah. No, raw was fine. It's just, it's like, raw was actually fine this week. It's just we're tired. Actually, you don't know something I got handed to me by my good friend Deck over in Ireland. What he gave me a link to all of the like all Japan pro wrestling uh, p- matches from like the nineties up until the early 2000s. I have that. Is that a new Google Drive? Link? Yes. Yes. I, I I I love it. I have that Google Drive link. There's also one actually. Uh, if you want, uh, it's called the Real Hero Archive. Yeah. It's got all the. Yes. Uh, it's got all the current matches so far, like here in 2016 with all Japan, uh, the Noah. Somehow that promotion's still alive, Noah. Because yeah, it's um, a bit of a joke one over. Not like it's kind of like Chikara. No, no, no. I think you're thinking of uh, uh, what's the other one that Koda? The, the Ko- no, Koda was in that one. Um, it, it's so easy to get the names mixed yeah. up. Yeah. No, Noah was the one. Noah was the one. Like there was the original All Japan with Kenta Kobashi and Mitsuharu Masawa, Kuratao, and all those guys. And then there was the separation. The reason why it was called Noah because it was like Noah's Ark. 
Uh, and so in 2000, then Noah was formed, and they brought guys like Masawa, Kobashi, Tao. Um, uh, Kobashi, that's yes. a name I haven't heard in a long, long time. He's an amazing wrestler. He, he was um, definitely of the era. Toshiaki Kewada has also went over there as well. I'm really surprised how good you are at pronouncing their names. I, you'd be surprised. I, maybe it's all the All Japan matches I watch. <laughs> but no, um, what really cracks me up, we're going completely off topic here Alan. about that. Uh, Google Drive that we were mentioned earlier there. Uh, Dave Meltzer reported that there was it's a, a streaming, streaming service. service. Yes, yeah. yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> oh, I laughed so hard because because I'm a I'm a subscriber to the newsletter. Yeah. I'm a subscriber, yeah. and, and I was listening to his radio show. He's like, "Oh yeah, it's a great thing. It's this new streaming service. It's all completely free." And yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like and you're just like. It sounds like they're being pirated. Yeah. No, no, it's all free. Yeah, Alvar- Alvarez is just like, are you sure it's free, Dave? Oh yeah, it's all free. It's all free. <laughs> I, I love, I love Dave. Big Dave Meltzer. Have you seen him recently? He is jacked. Like he is, like he is jacked. Kind of sounds like he's an RKO out of nowhere. He's jacked. He's Jack Swagger. Jack. <laughs> the real Canadian Jack Swagger. The all the all Canadian Canadian. Oh, that clip still cracks cracks me up every time. I just love Mitch's laugh right yeah. afterwards. Like he literally broke for half a yeah, second. Yeah, it was like, that was that's probably one of the best things to happen on wrestling with ideas. One that's of my what, favorite moments of the past year, hands down. Oh, it was uh, that was a great moment. I can't believe it was this past year too. I know, right? It's hard to think. We were just remiss like being all nostalgic yeah. and melancholy right now. Yeah. But 62 um, episodes of this show. 62. We've been, I think, like, I, uh, I when, we, when did you join? Around like 20, 29, 28, 29, 28. Something like that. And, and, and I was, and I was earlier. I think it was like 15 or 10. Or right. actually, no, much earlier. If you count the, uh, I, I guess if you could count the ones that didn't make it onto the podcasting service. This is oh, when yeah. Will, this was when the Wrestling with Ideas originals were there. Yeah, like, yeah. the likes of Will Macklin and uh, Brain Mayhew, Mayhew, Justin Hargrove, and R.J. Stacy. Those guys are awesome. Yeah. I haven't talked to Justin in a while. I haven't heard from. Him. It'd be awkward he's if been, he's, he's listening to all. The, he's been on the group uh, posted every so often, but yeah. I don't really see too much of him. Yeah. RJ or uh, yeah RJ yeah uh, he's I I got to talk to him recently after uh, Survivor Series because oh. he went to his first Survivor Series recently oh the one in Toronto yeah so he went to yeah. that one and he said I kind of figured one. if anyone went to the one in Montreal they'd be talking about it for the rest of their life well yeah it's Montreal it's, it, yes it was the screw job <laughs> yes yeah yeah exactly that's true um, it was where Bret Hart came to die yeah uh, oh well no I, I'd argue that's Starcade uh, oh oh whoa oh, we went oh, to a very oh, dark oh. place I'm oh. sorry Woo. I'm sorry we, he's a Raiders fan you know that Really? How did you know that? Because Will Macklin posted it. He's like, okay, oh, well, I Will's guess I can the, forgive him now. Will's the hardest of hardcores. Of, you know, there's like wrestling mar- uh, marks, and then there's like the wrestling smarks. Then there's Will Macklin in terms of the Oakland Raiders. Well, yeah, I think that's kind of really how Sorry, it goes. Because like, there has to be one smark that rises above all the rest. And he's so smarky. Lord of the smarks. And just, yeah, Lord of the smarks. Like, he's that guy that's trapped on that desert island with a whole bus full of wrestling fans. And, you know, he's the one that goes Chris Benoit. Ouch. 
<laughs> I meant that as a compliment. Oh, oh God. <laughs> no, God. Oh, God. We, we're re- we went really dark here. Okay, so let's uh, let's just let's just no, jump. No, how do we get out of that? How do we, we can't just go? So in Charlotte, North Carolina, there was a Monday Night Raw. Well, that's basically how you start off because we were in Charlotte's hometown. It's of amazing. Charlotte. It's amazing. We went from talking about different stuff to all Japan pro wrestling to Bret Hart. <laughs> To the Oakland Raiders, to Chris Benoit. It's a, like it's kind of like the bell curve. We started out really high with yeah. the Japan wrestling, and then we kind of just crashed after the Oakland Raiders yeah. and Chris Benoit. By the way, I bet you there's a bunch of people that are listening right now who do watch that Japanese promotion that Kota was in. I can't believe I've forgotten it right now. But it's but it's it's it's, it's the it's the I know what you're talking. It's about. on the tip of my tongue because yeah. it's one of the like, and, and I, I Japan, could already I could already hear the listeners going, "Come on, it's this and that sort of stuff." We're but, gonna get eviscerated in the Twitter feed. Yeah, later. it's going to be it's going to be like, which, how do you tweet us. Yeah, tweet us. Yeah, we don't we don't get enough tweets. At Roz Gibby and at Punch Rock Radio. Yeah. Or you can tweet at Wrestling Capital W Ideas. Yeah, you know, if you're listening to this right now, go and tweet me. Ask me what my favorite wrestling move is. Mm. I don't know any. <laughs> exactly. You can is ask it an me. Enziguri? I think it's an Enziguri. Uh, is is that the one where they do the flips? No, that's the death row. That's oh, amazing oh. actually. Now that I think about it, I do know of the death row. That's a great little the half Canadian Nelson destroyer. Throw. That's like why aren't they allowed to do that anymore? Because it's dangerous. Well, that's what they say about the what's it the running pile drive? No, not the running pile. The running pile power, power bomb. bomb. Yes, yeah. the one that Rollins uses. Yeah, Bret Hart gives a four out of ten. <laughs> Goodness. I love how like he uses an out of ten ranking. Why are we? Like, we've mentioned like Bret Hart like five times already. Well, he beat prostate cancer. He is a he is a fighter. Yeah. Good for him, man. I mean, you look back at the health problems he had. He had a stroke, then a major concussion. Well, major concussion, then a stroke, then I think another major concussion. I'm not really sure what happened. No, I think he had another stroke. Another stroke. Still sorry. something like really bad stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's just you know he he's he's gone through a lot, and uh, after run as a pizza pizza mascot. Was he a pizza pizza mascot? A spokesperson. Okay. Like this was like two or three years after so like the end of de- like before he went back to <laughs> WWE, but before like and after he was on WCW, he just had a little stint there where it's like I'm gonna like promote pizza in Ontario. Because that's what you do. Well, I mean, when you're from Calgary, you promote pizza in Ontario. Well, that's just what it is. That was back when Pizza Pizza was just Ontario only. Oh yeah, is it? Is I thought it was still Ontario only. I don't know, but the way that pizza's going, it could export itself anywhere. It's garbage. It it is not, it is in our personal opinions not the best pizza. CKDJ one hundred seven nine would like to express our very most and utmost confidence in the pizza quality that you can make at your own home. Buy some cheese and dough and sauce, guys. It's not hard. Oh, man, I'm gonna get so mad. At that. Back backyard pizzaing. Let's talk about raw. Like their pi- like the pizza pizza's pizza. Oh oh, ouch! That's a transition if I ever saw one. Uh, in case you can't tell, room. we don't do transitional material. No. No, we're, no. We're, we're like George Carlin. This we're is kinda... why we're pre-recorded, folks. Yeah, well, this is pre-recorded. I mean, this is why we're live, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, SmackDown crew live, on, we live just, on the scene. We just, we just broke pre-record. <laughs> Instead of breaking kayfabe, it's breaking pre-record. Um, so anyways, tonight's Raw was in Charlotte, North Carolina. Tonight's. Tonight's. <laughs> <laughs> Monday's Raw was in Charlotte, North Carolina. And uh, so, oh my goodness. 
So there was an pr- opening promo. It started out with uh, Chris Jericho's highlight reel. He was we, honored to have Kevin Owens for the second week in a row on the highlight reel. Can we just touch on the fact that the highlight reel is like the new Piper's Pit? It's like one of the best segments to see oh, yeah. on like WWE. It definitely is. And Why, it, you weren't a fan of the cutting edge? The cutting edge was good. The cutting, the cutting edge, edge peep was, show? Well, that that's a bit the much. The cutting edge highlight reel peep show? I kind of like the time when he was driving down the highways, Ric Flair. The cutting edge Ambrose Asylum peeping Tom peep show? <laughs> you should really be the host of Talking Smack. <laughs> yes, because uh, I do talk a lot of smack. So Owens was honored to be the second, uh, sorry, the guest for the second week in a row on the highlight reel. And they started knocking the fans, and this was the best part. Uh, they said they were superior because they were Canadians. Clearly. Yes. Um, they said they had Thanksgiving last month, and Jericho says Canadians are always ahead of the curve. USA chance started up. Well, is that their answer? Like, Canada's better than you. USA. Yes. You're not, you're, that's not an argument. And it's just like a thousand <laughs> people start chanting it. Owens and Jericho gone about what they're thankful for. Jericho is thankful for Seth Rollins because he proved what happens when you let your ego and pride take over your life. He proved he's the epitome of a stupid idiot. Because he could say he's the epitome of it. Of what? It. <laughs> um, they, they rail on Rollins for failing last week. Uh, and Jericho says that it wasn't him who interfered last week wearing a Sin Cara mask. It was Sin Cara interfering last week in a Chris Jericho mask. I laughed so hard at that. Um, it's like He's got the list of Jericho. Now is he going to run around with a luchador mask no, called the mask of Jericho? Yeah, like just bedazzled in jewels? Yeah, Jericho said that Cara got the mask of Jericho. And to put it on, man... Owen says that due to the apron powerbomb uh, that Rollins took last week, he hasn't been medically cleared to be on the show tonight. The music interrupts, and Roman Reigns comes out. And, of course, the boos come. Boo. Boo-boo. Boo-boo. <laughs> Boo-boo. And this wasn't Ric Flair coming back to a big pop in terms of boos. It was Roman Reigns just wanting to be booed out of the building. So they had some back and forth, so... Owens actually fumbled his words here, but they did a good job of playing it off. It was oh, actually yeah. pretty good. And, and 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 that just goes to show like uh, that just how good promo guys they are in the end. Because it's weird to say it's like, well, they fumbled their words. It's like, yeah, but they're able to play off their mistakes so well. You know what I mean? It, it, especially Jericho. Jericho played that off super well. Excuse me. I really um, like how, like, as the segment goes on, Reigns was just saying, like, you know, like, you, you, the only reason you sell your title is because of Jericho. Yeah. And it's like, you know, the week before that, he helped you. And the week before that, he helped you. And the week before that, he helped you. So Jericho freaks out and puts them on the list. And I'm just like, it's about time. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he's, Chris Jericho is about to add Roman Reigns to the list. And keeps talking and talking. Owens yells at him to shut up which uh, got people interested. Um, Jericho looks stunned, and Owens says Reigns can't talk to him that way, and Reigns asks what he's going to do about it. Owens threatened him with an apron powerbomb, and Reigns said that the, that there's the Owens he wanted to talk to because uh, he's the more intense, the vitriol Kevin Owens. Um, he said he doesn't care about joke Owens joke. He wants fight Owens fight, which is actually a decent line. Reigns challenged Owens to a match for tonight, and if Reigns wins, he gets a title shot at Roadblock. Kevin Owens accepts for tonight and says he just brought himself onto the Kevin Owens show. 
Rain says he loves that show, but here's the spoiler. He'll be kicking Kevin Owens' ass by the end. They have no words. They have some words, sorry, at the end. <laughs> they have no words, wait. Although they have some words. I'll, I will say, I mean, it's probably best for Roman not to have any words, but nonetheless. And so Owens leaves with his title. And we will leave it at that for this commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about Monday Night Raw. We're going to talk about how Braun Strowman beat R-Truth. Spoiler alert. And uh, we're also going to be talking about how no one wins in Charlotte, North Carolina, especially if you're from Charlotte, North Carolina. All of that and more. You're listening to Wrestling With Ideas here on CKDJ 1079. Ottawa's new music. What's up, everybody? This is All Ego Ethan Page, Canada's greatest professional wrestler. And you are listening to Wrestling With Ideas. Welcome back inside the CKDJ studios for Wrestling With Ideas here on CKDJ 107.9. Ottawa's new music. I am the man they call Gibby, Zach McGibbon. Alongside me is the Beast. From BC, Mr. Alec Misty. Mr. Alec Miski. Miski. Alec. Alec Miski. The golden truth. Oh, God. Don't even. Um, So, we go to the ring. (laughs) For Monday Night Raw. (coughs) And uh, so, we have our truth in the ring. Looks like the golden truth has been separated for a brief moment of time here. Braun much, Strowman made his way. Much to the appreciation of myself. Yes. I mean, as much as I like Goldust and our truth, I do think they need a little time apart. They've had a good play date. Yes. But, but I will say Goldust did come in after the match. Um, so uh, Braun Strowman just beat the crap out of our truth. And much to the grin of all wrestling fans everywhere. It's kind of nice to see that Strowman's no longer just fighting jobbers, and yeah. he's fighting named jobbers. Mm-hmm. We Still just need Barry Horowitz in there, and he'll be massively over. Darren Young. Iron Mike Sharp. <laughs> We're going back in time here, buddy. Do you remember when, St- do you remember when Steve Austin was a jobber? Uh, uh, as the ringmaster. He was even a jobber at Stone Cold at the beginning of his career. Like it's beginning of Stone Cold. Yeah, he's like, oh right, right, right. When he when they took Stone Cold literally, as in like his face was Stone Cold. Yeah. Yes. Th- then he had that great run at King of the Ring, and it was all downhill from there. Oh yeah, he never was able to recover his momentum after King no, of the Ring. No, nothing at all. Never nothing became a ever star. Ever became him. He got buried by Jake the Snake. No, he got buried by Triple H. Oh yeah. Yeah, remember just, back yeah, in that. Yeah, Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's why he's. That's what because you see, Hunter Hearst Helmsley is so royal that he bought the WWE. That's why he's got such a high-ranking position, and because he they needed a new character that needed to be cerebral, 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 blah, blah, blah. <laughs> cerebral. Uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley said, "Well, I do quite at changing my name to the game Triple H, and he became much more cerebral." That's Bully. Bully Ray. <laughs> um, so after the match, Goldus came in to check on our truth Goldus attacked Braun. Um, had no luck there. Braun applied a bear hug until Sami Zayn ran down. Sami put up a fight to Braun, but Braun laid him out. And Braun turned Sami upside down in the corner and looked to destroy him again. But referees run into the ring to stop him. Mick Foley made his way down as we head to a commercial. As we head back to the break, we see Sami Zayn is arguing with Foley, 
And the most noteworthy thing about this promo is that we all know how Mick Foley likes to be uh, very passionate in his promos. That's what made Mick Foley, not just the bumps off the cage. Well, he was a little too passionate here because his bottom teeth fell out during the middle of this promo. Like <laughs> his fake teeth. His teeth fell out in the middle of this promo. He was You could start to see it come out. And during the middle of it, he puts his hand over his mouth and wiped it away because those were his teeth that came out of his mouth. Still feeling the effects from that fall back in 1998. I was like, it's just such a shame The Rock isn't there to pick them up for him. Oh my god, that's an amazing promo. <laughs> the Rock thanks you for that. Yeah. Um, I'm really good at keeping us on target Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> it, it was actually... A good promo, especially coming from Sami Zayn, which I was a little surprised about. Well, because um, he's not like he seems to really be languishing in the lower mid card right now, which I don't get why he's lower mid card. Because he beat Kevin Owens, who's the current Universal Champion, in a in a in a fight that's one of the best matches of the year. So that's why he's lower mid card. Yeah, five star match. Standard match. It's standard match. <laughs> oh, good old memories. Um, but no, Sammy actually pointed out something. If we can just scroll back here on the notes, <laughs> Sammy actually pointed out something uh, very interesting. Uh, at the end, Sammy Callahan called uh, Foley a hypocrite for saying that he was going to give people a chance to uh, wrestle, not giving him a chance, uh, Sammy a chance, especially after beating Kevin Owens. So. Well, that, that's just it. Like, I really feel like they haven't done anything with Zayn. Now they're kind of transitioning into yeah. a storyline. So it's like, so what? We realized we didn't do anything with. Let's I, make a story about what it. What I believe is going to happen is I believe Strowman's going to destroy Sami Zayn, and then Sami's going to be like, "I've had enough. I want to trade to SmackDown." Um, and he's going to feud with Ziggler and the Miz. Yeah, he'll be he'll be the Miz's new feud um, because I don't think Ziggler's getting the title back. Um, He's going to have to call his mom and tell him he lost again. But he tried really hard. He tried really, really hard. Um, I mean, I love Ziggler. I can't say a bad word about him. It's just he, like... I was a huge fan of him back in 2012 when he won the Money in the Bank contract. Do you remember how, like, the chants, like, immediately afterwards were, we want Ziggler? Yep. Like, because people realize... I I remember, uh, I remember it was, I believe it was WrestleMania 29. 29? Would have been 29. 29, if not 28. Um, where... It was actually the main event match. Jack Swagger versus Alberto Del Rio for the World Heavyweight Championship. Think about that. Jack Swagger had a world title match at WrestleMania, but CM Punk didn't. Well, he did. He did. He's sorry, with Jericho. But he, and he didn't main event. I'm sorry. I was trying to make Swagger worse than what he appeared to be. So I apologize for that. Yeah, you should like leave him alone, man. He's a like fully blooded, <laughs> true blue American hero, real American American. Just leave Jack Swagger alone. Yeah, I'll I'll leave him alone. I'm sorry. The real American American, or the all American American. Sorry. The um, all American Zeb Coulter. The all American. He'd be interesting to bring back. I actually would really like to especially see with the Trump stuff. Like just think, like put him as like a parody character of Trump. You know what I mean? That'd be something. Yeah, like have him trying to make and the, uh, have him say, "I want to live in a real America." That sort of yeah, thing. yeah, you know, and then like have him like basically let's see how, what's the best way to word this so it's not you know too too offensive. Like yeah. have him play like Trump's like kind of like xenophobia to like the umpteenth degree. I mean, they did that already. So well, yeah, I know, but like you could have them like feud with like Sin Cara and Kalisto, and then feud with Rusev or like you know like yeah. just kind of work through like their characters that kind of have like a. 
foreigner take to them. Yeah, you know what I mean. And even even like if that if they go really stars, man, because like it's, it's especially some of your foreign stars, like Kalisto has the potential to be a marketable star. Oh yeah, I mean, especially he's he's got a very good move set. He's he's a good wrestler from what I've from what I've seen. I definitely want to do that for Cesaro. I mean, you could technically kind of rebuild that storyline back from WrestleMania 30. So. I'd hope so, at least. I mean, the only problem with that storyline was Cesaro got injured. Yep. That's it. And then he had a great well, that and, and That and Heyman didn't really work out. No, yeah. I mean, that was the one black eye in Heyman's really advocacy since he came back to and WWE. And Ryback and Curtis Axel. Well, you're just If you pick Ryback and Curtis Axel, nothing ever goes your way. It won't go perfect, just like Curtis Axel. Well, uh, you'd have to feed them more, just like Ryback. I see what you did there. Um, I taunted you because your favorite wrestling superstar doesn't wrestle anymore. For WWE. I know. Is he ever going to go to WCPW? That, I, I'm actually still waiting for that booking, to be quite honest. Because I think that would be a place where he could actually thrive. Yeah. Uh, because the Goldberg chance would do be a loud rampage, and boisterous. Do Rampage versus Ryback or uh, Primate versus uh, Ryback. Or Ryback versus Ryback. Or Ryback versus Ryan Reeves. Even better, get him in like against some of like the uh, bigger guys from ROH, like the Briscoes. Ooh, that'd be something. Or or uh, Warbeard Hanson and uh, Hanson and Rowe. Oh my God, those two are still together, and it's amazing. Yes, because they've been together for almost what four years now. Yeah, yeah, I I, I would be down for that. Especially like get him in like the death row. It's amazing to me that Rhino is in WWE, but Ryback is working the Indies. Think about that. Yeah, just put that. Uh, put twenty sixteen in your pipe and weird. smoke it. Twenty sixteen is weird. It's anyway, been a bad year. It's been a. It's been. It's been a. I. I th- it's it's hard to say because I don't want to say it was a bad year because there was some major stuff that happened this year. Like AJ Styles coming out number three at the Rumble. Yep. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Sami Zayn fight forever. You love that match. I will be. I'm a Shinsuke Nakamura mark till the day I die. You can be sitting here and going, you know what? WrestleMania 33. That's going to be a big, awesome show. But NXT Takeover. Yeah, exactly. In Dallas or wherever it is this year. Yeah. I don't know where it, actually that's coming up. For My a, favorite match of the year is DIY versus the Revival. That was actually really, really. That was good. an amazing match. It kind of came out of nowhere too. Ah, uh, well, the, their first match was really good as well. Yeah. But I, 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 I don't think people expected just to see how good the second match was going to be. But uh, that was an amazing match. I urge people to go find that match. Not so much like the match, <laughs> but the feud. Uh, AJ Styles versus John Cena was probably one of the best like Cena feuds yeah. in a long, long time. Oh, it was very good. And their SummerSlam match was amazing as well. Yeah. Like, was, was that amazing. the triple threat? No, 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 no. It, no, it was a one-on-one. They had their triple threat to like kind of finish off the feud, though, didn't they? With, like... Cena, Ambrose, and Styles. Oh, Styles right, 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 right. No, but that wasn't SummerSlam. That was, uh, that was, uh, I don't know, No Way Out or something. Yeah, some, yeah, yeah some paper. Who knows? Some, some awful. But awful I, uh, No Mercy, I think it was. No Mercy. And it opened the show. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I remember. Maybe that's why I don't remember it that much because it didn't mean event the show. But, but even better to look back, like we had our first women's Hell in a Cell match. Yep. And they didn't do a death spot. Thank the Lord. Well, I mean, yeah, you can be thankful for it. But it I, think, I think there were many of us that were like... I was scared because I heard that Charlotte was going to do a moonsault off the top of the cell. <laughs> on to Sasha Banks. Yeah. On an announce table. Do you know what would be better? 
She did the Styles Clash. Oh, my God, no. Oh, no. There's a fine line between killing yourself and making it look like you killed yourself, and that's both. And on that bombshell, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk some more of some that Monday Night Raw goodness, uh, including uh, Cedric Alexander versus Tony Nese, and also uh, some more segments on the show, including Reigns and Owens, uh, having with the title shot on the line. You're listening to Wrestling With Ideas here on CKDJ 107.9, Ottawa's new music. Hey, this is Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Wrestling With Ideas. Welcome back inside the CKDJ studios for Wrestling With Ideas here on CKDJ 107.9. Ottawa's new music, I am the man they call Gibby, Zach McKibben. Alongside me is the Beast from BC. He is Mr. Alec Miski. Alec, uh, let's go talk about the Cruiserweight division and how Cedric Alexander made his way out. And well, here's the thing, okay? So we're in Charlotte, North Carolina, okay? Just imagine yourself in Charlotte, North Carolina. You got Space Mountain off in the distance. And uh, <laughs> Ric Flair fans, anybody? Um, <clears throat> and uh, so, and you're in your hometown of Charlotte, North Carolina. And you've got the chance to showcase. And you're in a division that's pretty weak right now. Pretty, pretty weak. You have, you have the opportunity to shine. Yes. What do you do as a booker? Uh, I'd bury them and give John Cena the belt. No, you have Drew Gulag interfered in the matchup and so that Tony Nese can pick up the victory over Cedric Alexander. Because nobody wins in their hometown. Nobody. No, no, no. Enzo and Cass didn't. No, Enzo and Cass didn't. Noam Dar didn't. Uh, Ziggler, fortunately enough, did. But Charlotte didn't. Uh, Sasha Banks didn't win the title in Boston. Charlotte didn't win the title here in, Char- in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, who else didn't win in their hometown? Not a lot of people have this this year. Curtis Axel didn't win in Minnesota when they brought him out. Like, geez, like come Brock Lesnar didn't get booed. Like, I'm, like, I'm, like I'm, I'm, I'm just. It blows my mind. Really, it really does. That in this company where they're really really desperate to try and find some talents you know what i mean to get over and you have the chance for the newest viewer let's say a new viewer tunes into raw for the very first time uh in a long long time and they see a guy and he loses and you realize that was his hometown and he lost his hometown what a loser yeah like it's not like oh he's gonna get a dark match victory no one cares it's like Come on, like especially with this cruiserweight division, yeah. it's like this cruiserweight division is not over. It, on no matter how much people want it to be, it is not over. And because and, it's well, I, like no matter how much you love the Brian Kendrick, it's yeah, it's not over. It's just the not. The problem with the cruiserweight division is I think there's way too many new faces, and the only recognizable face in that, in terms of a previous WWE audience. Excuse me. Is is Brian Kendrick? They didn't put in Tajiri. They didn't go out and get Paul London back, who would have been a great addition to this. They didn't. They didn't put some of their established guys like Neville. I mean, they put Sin Cara in, but you know, whoop de doo. Uh, they didn't put their guys like Neville, who's still on the shelf, and I don't know why they're not using him right now. 
They didn't put Sami Zayn in there. They didn't put their established guys in this new division to try and get these guys over. And all that's going on right now is these two wrestlers that are put together with no heat on WWE television, and that's why there's no investment. Because no matter how much the Cruiserweight Classic uh, from the past year, which was great, it was a fantastic uh, television show, uh, no matter how much they try to put that together, we forget that it was only on the network and it wasn't shown to the 3 million people that are watching Raw now. Um, so, again, it's like they put these guys out there assuming that everyone's just going to buy into it, but the problem is they didn't do a good job at all at building up any of these characters. The only guy that seems to somewhat kind of really kind of get over is Rich Swan, And yeah. they like Rich Swan, which is good to see. Because uh, I think Rich Swan is going to be a good talent for them. He's just, he, he's he's very charismatic. Um, but again, they don't have any established guys in this cruiserweight division. They only have uh, Kendrick and Kara, and Kalisto every once in a while. But that's it. And like they could put in Neville, but he's the man McMahon forgot. Yes, he really is. That's a good point, actually. So and it's sad because like, come on, everyone remembers that spot where he's literally flying. Yes. Like literally flying. He's he's amazing, man. And they and they don't use him. They don't use him at all. It just boggles the mind, really. It, it, so, anyways, uh, we got to move on here before we lose out on stuff. So, Charlie Caruso is backstage with Chris Jericho. Jericho said uh, it was very personal to him. Uh, this was all about Owens yelling at him to shut up. Um, Jericho yelled at Charlie to get the hell out of there. He can he continues walking with his luggage. And the list. And Jericho yelled at his driver to open the limousine door. He does and knocks the list to the ground. Jericho calls him a stupid idiot and tells him to get into the car. Uh, to get in the car. It sounds like the driver asks if he made the lists, but it's Seth Rollins, and Rollins unloads on Chris Jericho, beats him around while uh, talking trash about him and about making the list. Rollins launched a large piece of railing at Jericho, but he avoids it. And then Rollins slammed Jericho into a few cars, went for the pedigree on the concrete. Jericho avoided. Backdropped Rollins onto the top of the car. And then Rollins pulls Jericho up and plants him on the roof of the car with a pedigree. So it looks like it hasn't been announced yet, but it looks like we're going to get Rollins versus Jericho uh, heading into Roadblock. Is it Roadblock that's the next pay-per-view for Raw or Tables, Ladders, and Chairs? Uh, the Roadblock is the next one for Raw. The next one for SmackDown is TLC, which is this Sunday, which we're going to do a review for. Yippee-yay-ki-yay. Mother Canuckers. <laughs> Whoa, you can't say that word. I said Canuck. Oh. <laughs> Lucky. Um, so anyways, moving on uh, downwards, they kept typing up uh, that the Sasha versus Charlotte match will be next. And it was, um, but they kept brawling to the outside for a double countout. Um, after the announcement, Charlotte took her title, but Mick Foley went to the stage, and Mick f- said that he is not going to allow this rivalry to end like that. So Foley tells him to take a little rest because the match will restart later on tonight, and when it does, it will be a Falls Count Anywhere match right in Charlotte's hometown of Charlotte, North Carolina. Fans were happy about this, so was I. Um, <clears throat> so very good stuff here. I liked it. I think it's a good progression of the storyline because you see how the two of them are just 
not like it's this feud's not ending but Foley's like we need a definitive end here yeah like falls count anywhere it's like you girls go at it we're gonna see who wins the belt and then on the next pay-per-view you'll swap it again because that's just kind of way we're booking it yeah because honestly with um Becky Lynch overrunning the Smackdown division there is no one really on Raw who can fill in for either Sasha or Charlotte Mm -hmm. arguably Bailey but I don't think she's got enough like support from the fans yet and which is really disappointing because I, I but it will eventually come I'm 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 expecting <clears throat> they're going there's going to be Sasha versus Bailey I really do there's there's no there's no other way to go other than another match <laughs> between Charlotte and Sasha Banks now their matches have been really good don't get us wrong it's just it's kind of like Alberto Del Rio and Sheamus a couple of years ago remember when they had those series of matches I think they had like of the 12 pay-per-views that year I think eight of them were Alberto Del Rio and Sheamus for the world heavyweight championship yeah that's like six to eight or something like that six six to eight of of those pay-per-views that's what really burned (laughs) me out on watching Del Rio wrestle because at the time he was good yeah and like you know he's like it was fun and everything that Sheamus wasn't exactly a boring wrestler but now you look at them and they're just one trick ponies yep so uh so next up we had Rusev versus Enzo Amore we go with the rain and Lana introduced her husband. Rusev made her made his way out for a rematch from last week. Enzo and Big Cass came out to a good pop, and Enzo cut a promo on how Lana saw how he's really doing last week in reference to his nude skit. Cass named a bunch of Thanksgiving dishes as fans chant how you doing in between. Enzo says Lana was thinking about a certified G stuffing her turkey while Rusev and family were having Thanksgiving dinner. Why is Rusev the bad guy? I don't get it. Like, they keep going after his wife. Like, Why is he the bad guy? Like, Roman going after his wife made no sense at all, but at least it gave Roman something to do. Enzo and Cass going after Rusev and his wife literally makes no sense. I think they're just trying to use, like, the innuendo of a certified G. Mm-hmm. And a certified stud, am I right? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it's like... You know who you had the best tweet? teach that well you can but um, <laughs> you know you know who had the best tweet of the night as from so, no well he, he's always very good at the tweets but um it comes from a very unlikely person summer ray had the best tweet of the night she said enzo it's not turkey it's roast beef winky face <laughs> <laughs> i don't get it you know how Enzo said stuff her turkey? Summer Ray said, it's not turkey, it's roast beef. I don't want to explain this because this is a PG show, but... He, explain it in terms Linda McMahon would approve of. Uh, there you go, that's what Linda McMahon would do. I said Linda McMahon, not Byron Saxon. No, well, you go get him, roast beef. <laughs> you go get him, roast beef. Okay, oh. so moving on. Moving okay, on. let's get to the match here. Do you actually not get it? No. I'm okay, I just you be, you got me there for a minute. Okay, good. And Jeez, I can, what, what, and, what, and, what, and you couldn't teach that. Are, let's take a commercial. Are you a roast beef, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> let's take a commercial break. Uh, uh, long story short, Enzo. Yeah, Enzo by- won by DQ. <laughs> yeah. So they're continuing this Enzo and Cass and Rusev feud. It looks like we'll get probably get Big Cass versus Rusev. 
So anyways, uh, we'll take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to continue on with the Monday Night Raw review. We're going to go to the Raw Tag Team Championship match and also the opportunity for the WWE Universal title. You're listening to Wrestling With Ideas here on CKDJ 1079 Ottawa's New Music. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Yo, 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 it's your boy JTG and you are listening to Wrestling With Ideas. Cheer. And welcome back inside the CKDJ studios for Wrestling With Ideas here on CKDJ 1079. Ottawa's new music, I am the man, they call Gibby Zachby Gibbon, alongside me is the Beast from BC, he is Alec Miski, Alec, Rich Swan versus Noam Dar, thoughts? The best part was Brian Kendrick on commentary. Yes. And it just, this all comes back to like we were talking earlier, how Brian Kendrick's the only person that's really over in the division. Yep. So it's like... They tried to get TJ Perkins over, which was... Uh, it didn't work, and didn't even work. though Perkins was a great wrestler. Yep. And uh, I think he will eventually get over the, with the crowd, but not really working here for these. Uh, it, you know what it reminds me of? You know what it really reminds me of? Billy oh, Kidman? No, not Billy Kidman. Uh, the light heavyweight division back in the l- late 90s that WWF had. Uh, 1996 to 1997. They brought in guys like Taka Michinoku. This was oh, before Kai yeah, and Tai. Yeah. Uh, Taka Michinoku, the great Sasuke. And apparently, uh, they brought him in, and uh, listening to the Brian and Vinny show, we're Wrestling Observer fans, Um, listening to the Brian and Vinny show, uh, they were talking about how they saw a match, I believe it was Taka Michinoku and the Great Sasuke, Um, and the match was really good, but the crowd was dead. I'm like, this is the cruiserweight division now. It's a lot like the match that they had at Survivor Series. Uh, I think it was Kendrick and I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now. Like just a couple weeks ago. Where Kalisto. Kalisto, thank you, yeah. Great match. Crowd could not care less. Yeah. Which is really unfortunate because there really is no heat in these uh, title matches. Well, it's really hard to get behind the storyline when it's all like, oh, they're coming out to fight. Okay. Well, you know what, guys? Bathroom break. I think it really proves that uh, the storyline of their really good wrestlers doesn't work. Well, that's just it. Like, it's not like the problem was that they had with the Divas like five, six years ago where no one wanted to watch the matches because they were just awful wrestling. Yeah. Now it's like, you have great wrestling. Still, people don't want to watch. Mm-hmm. So we, we had a great segment here. Um, this is a Rich Swan one. So we had a great segment here. Um, so Seamus and Cesaro, uh, they got to look back last week at their title shot. We go to a bar. And Sheamus is having a drink. Uh, what's interesting to note here, Tessa Blanchard was sitting next to Sheamus, uh, but was not mentioned on TV, probably just a fill-in. Uh, she walked off when Cesaro walked up with a drink to celebrate them never having a team again. They ended up arguing, but stop and have a friendly conversation about their Survivor Series win. A man approaches and welcomes Sheamus to America, then picks on him for having a funny name and a funny look. He threatens Seamus, and here comes his buddies to join in. A guy burps in Cesaro's face, and Seamus calms Cesaro down and reminds him he's a professional. They change their minds and go to work on the guys. They beat up all the people at the bar, and a bar fight broke out. Cesaro and Seamus clean house and declare an open bar. And Byron Saxon wonders if they can be friends after all. Damn it, Byron! I don't care. But this segment itself was awesome. I loved it. 
You know what? We need we this it, it establishes them as tough guys. It really does. As they survive this bar fight. It was yeah. awesome. We need more segments like this. Yeah, you go declare open bar. <laughs> you, you go declare an open bar, Roman. <laughs> um, so we then go to Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. The winner of the match gets a title shot at the, or sorry, the winner of the match, if it's Reigns, uh, gets a title shot against Kevin Owens, uh, and, and that was going to be at Roblox. So Roman won. And uh, judging by the chemistry that they had in this match, the, this should be a good match in Roadblock. Yeah, I think so. Um, like, because Roman's not a bad worker. No matter how much we boo, well, you have to admit he's a good worker. You know, like there's even reports of people being like, "This was like, you know, my first real major match with the WWE, and it was against Roman, and Roman pretty much carried me through it, and all this stuff." Like, no one's saying he's a bad worker. The fans just aren't behind him. Yep. And we're never really going to be. No. Like there was a thread. Kind of like hardcore Holly. Exactly like he's hardcore a, Holly. He's a he's a good wrestler. He had some good matches. I thought Jim Cornette hates him. Does he? He hates everybody. Yeah, that's true. But uh, he, but but nobody really got behind him, especially during the Brock Lesnar storyline. Um. So, <clears throat> uh. So yes, Roman Reigns won. So we are going to see Roman versus Kevin Owens at Roadblock. And again, it should be a good match. I'm not expecting anything really different here. Um, it's just too bad that they haven't done a good job because, uh, oh, by the way, Roman Reigns is the U.S. champion. Uh, um, so uh, what are they doing with that title now? Roos have did so much with it in like three or four months, and Roman Reigns has done nothing. I'm not saying he can't have the belt. It just put him in a situation it's where he just, has to use it. It's just bad timing for Roman to be the champion. Yeah. Because he, he's, uh, I mean... Survivor Series came around and they wanted Survivor Series to be a big deal, and uh, and now this match because and Roman's a top guy no matter what we think, um, and so they had to do this title match. So it's unfortunate, but uh, it is what it is. So uh, at the end of that match, uh, Charlie Caruso tried to interview Owens backstage, but he couldn't believe it. He says he and Jericho are still best friends. They just had an argument. Uh, following the attack from Seth Rollins, he couldn't stop thinking about how Jericho was doing while in the ring with Reigns, and that's why he lost to Roman Reigns, because he was so concerned about his best friend, Chris Jericho, and Foley should reverse things. Owens ended up sending Charlie on her way. Now, now let's just uh, stop here for a second. Do you think there's a chance... Of Jericho and Owens versus Rollins and Reigns. Probably on a Raw. I figure it's going to be next week. Probably. You know, they're going to reunite the Shield, and it's going to be a stipulation that if they win, you know, they both get a title shot and a Ooh, triple threat. That'd be something. And and maybe the swerve is Sami Zayn gets traded to SmackDown and Dean Ambrose gets traded to Raw. Shield reunites and we get a hot storyline, baby! And then they feud out with the Wyatts at Royal Rumble. <gasps> and then they can have those awesome matches like they did uh, at Elimination Chamber a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah, where like, the match hadn't even started. Everyone was like, this is awesome. Yeah, it was so good. Anyways, um, talk about this last segment here before we head to another quick commercial break. We had an awesome pre-recorded interview. It was Michael Cole with Paul Heyman. And Heyman looks destroyed. Absolutely destroyed. Heyman says... That they screwed up. There's no denying it. They took Goldberg lightning, lightning, lightly. He says fantasy warfare just got real. Goldberg is a relic that stepped back in the ring after 12 years, and they thought it was going to be the easiest payday of Brock's career. 
Heyman says from the gate, Goldberg hit the spear and cracked Lesnar's ribs. Then when you can't breathe, you can't fight. Michael Cole asks how Brock Lesnar is dealing with this. Heyman says Cole doesn't care. Heyman is emotional here. He says the ribs come with the job, but the humiliation is what's bad. Heyman says this is part of Lesnar's legacy now. It goes in the record books that he got beat in less than two minutes. Heyman says that they have had ups and downs, but this is embarrassing and has put Lesnar in the minds that they have something to prove, which scares Heyman because that moment can define you, destroy you, or drive you to greater heights than you've ever achieved before. Heyman told Michael Cole to think about what a le- what what a Lesnar with something to prove is going to be capable of. Heyman doesn't think we'll ever see this side of Lesnar. Cole asks what's next, and Heyman says if Lesnar has something to prove, he's going to prove it at the Royal Rumble. And Paul Heyman confirms that Brock Lesnar will be in the 30-man main event with Goldberg in January. This was an awesome promo. Love this. Definitely makes up for Minnesota. Oh, yes. All his all his promos make up for Minnesota. All the greats can have an off day, um, but boy, this was a great promo because this was what I was expecting they would do. They would show a Brock, a different side of Brock, a, a human Brock that can't accept defeat, and uh, will be back more t- intense and more vicious. Um, so I like that. I just don't like the guy that he lost to. Because I like this storyline that they're going to do with this. Because I think it'll be a great storyline. I think it'll be an awesome storyline. But it should have been with an up-and-comer. So that you can create a legendary rivalry out of it. Oh, yeah. So So if I understand you, it's not a good storyline. It's not a bad storyline. It's It's the the (laughs) storyline. Which it really is. Um, So with that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to quickly wrap things up for Wrestling With Ideas here on CKDJ 107.9, Ottawa's new music. Intellectual, the cunning linguist, and the quintessential stud muffin, Joel Gertner. And you are listening to Wrestling With Ideas. Keep listening and have yourself an eargasm. And welcome back inside the CKDJ studios for Wrestling With Ideas here on CKDJ 107.9, Ottawa's new music. Let's wrap things up quickly here. It is the Rock Tag Team title match. Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, the club versus the New Day. And the New Day still rocks, apparently, as they were able to roll up Carl Anderson uh, and get the pinfall victory. And so New Day looks like you're going to continue on. All the way until they beat Demolition's record. Yeah, I don't think they're taking it from them now, even though you can clearly see that the stable will be broken up afterwards. Yeah. Like, they're just... Kofi and Xavier are fine. Big E's going to have a good singles career. And it's just that is what it is. That is what it is. There's not much else to say. I mean, unfortunately, it seems like the New Day is starting to get a little stale um, with some of the people, unfortunately. 
Um, which, which sucks. Um, but it is what it is. So we head backstage to Sasha Banks getting ready for her big Falls Count Anywhere match for the Raw Women's title. Um, Bailey walks in and says, Tonight's main event is a huge deal. She came to say good luck, but no, Sasha doesn't need it. She doesn't care if this is Charlotte's hometown. Bailey goes on, but Sasha cuts her off. Sasha meant no disrespect, but this isn't about Bailey right now. It's not about Sasha. It's about the title. And Sasha goes on about Charlotte disrespecting everyone, including her father, Ric Flair. Sasha says, This town needs a real champion and a real celebration she's dedicating her win to rick tonight that's right mm. sasha banks will dedicate her win to rick flair so she's dedicating the win to space mountain yes so she says she will become a three-time raw women's champion tonight so charlotte better be ready bailey wishes her good luck and walks off to me this was a planting of the seeds for a future sasha banks and and uh, bailey feud so, which I think is something to really look forward to because they had an awesome match in Brooklyn. Yeah, absolutely awesome, and it's it takes Charlotte out of the picture. Bailey's not going to win, but it gives her a good push and makes her look strong. And you know she can even maybe maybe have like some sort of feud, like or the start of a feud with um, Becky Lynch at the Royal Rumble. Mm -hmm. You know, just have a match where they face each other. Yep. Set so, it up. Book it. Yep. Book it, Booker man. Uh, so falls book it, Booker T. Yes, book at Booker T. Falls count anywhere for the Raw Women's title, Sasha Banks versus Charlotte. And uh, let's just go straight to the finish here. Uh, the finish of the matchup, Sasha Banks uh, put in the, uh, what's it called again? Uh, bank statement. But she did it. They're, they're up in the stairs, okay? They're up in the crowd. And they're fighting and fighting and fighting. And Sasha just takes Charlotte underneath the railing and pulls back using her hair, I believe, and just pulls her back on the railing. So it was like a modified bank statement on the railing and just wrenching on her back, and it looked brutal. Yeah. Charlotte tapped out to that. And Sasha Banks is your new Raw Women's Champion. So Sasha can win on Raw, and Charlotte can win on a pay-per-view. Um, so, again, this match was fantastic. Great match. Again, we're nothing to take away from these women. These women put on some spectacular singles matches. And I think the fact that they're giving them not only one match early in the card, but the main event match later really shows how much faith WWE has in this women's division and more importantly in Sasha and Charlotte. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's great. Plus, just having you know her, her Charlotte crying, Sasha being like incredibly happy, and Ric Flair being in her corner. Yep. Just great. Very nice. Like that's it's kinda like the full circle you wanted to see when they had the Dr. Phil segment earlier in the year. Yeah. Where like they talked like about how Doctor or not Dr. Phil, but how Ric Flair was a bad influence on her. Yeah. It's like Storyline continuity. That's what matters to people, folks. They want to be invested in the storyline, but if you treat them like the storyline doesn't matter, why should they care? This is essentially it. And this is why no one really cares about SmackDown until it became live. Yep. So uh, with that, that was Monday Night Raw as we head off to the air. And guess what? Uh, you thought this was the final match between them? Oh, no, it's not. Oh, no, they're going to have a rematch at Roadblock. Yeah. Um, so, but this better be, this better be the final match. I hope that they end off 2016 with Sasha Banks finally beating Charlotte's pay-per-view record and Sasha Banks looks like the dominant champion and we can move on from this. Because again, they've had some very good matches, 
but it's just like what they tried to do with uh, Ric Flair and Sting. They did it way too many times. You know what I mean? They kept the Ricky Steamboat and Ric Flair matches uh, short, uh, like a minimum of like four matches. Yeah. And then, of course, they didn't learn from that before Ric Flair and Sting, and they overbooked it like crazy. So then that's what they essentially did here. So hopefully this is the last match at Roblox. If Charlotte wins, good God, what they have no idea what they're doing. They, they're just lost. They don't know how to book this women's division. And I hope Emelina shows up really, really soon because she is going to be a centerpiece for this Raw women's division when she comes back. So That's going to be great. Now, is she coming to Raw or SmackDown? To Raw. Okay. The, 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 the segments are for Raw. Um, so that's what it is. So with that, that was Monday Night Raw. I thought it was a good show. I, I liked uh, the segments, the Cesaro and Sheamus segment, the Paul Heyman segment, this Falls Count Anywhere match. Jericho getting thrown into a limo. Jericho, The Jericho stuff. I thought it was very good. I liked this show. I thought it was a good show. Um, so uh, it should be interesting to see where they go moving forward. But uh, with that, thanks for everybody for tuning in to Wrestling With Ideas here on CKDJ 1079, Ottawa's new music. If you want to listen to old episodes of the show, check out Wrestling with ideas.podbean.com we've got episodes staying all the way back we've got interviews as well with jeff jarrett jake the snake roberts uh teddy lawn uh hacksaw jim duggan nick aldis aka magnus whole bunch of different guys um so you definitely want to check that cody rhodes recently adam pacitti um so again definitely want to check out those old episodes you can also listen to us on soundcloud search up wrestling with ideas in the search bar and find us there as well and uh keep on tuning in listen to us on itunes stitcher radio tune in radio uh, podbean uh, player fm and many many more but until then guys have a good one you have just listened to the greatest wrestling show on the planet If you want to listen to older episodes of the show, including full interviews, make sure you check out Wrestling With Ideas on Podbean and on the Podbean app, or listen to us on our new SoundCloud page. We can also be found on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, and many more. Make sure you keep on tuning in every Thursday at 6 p.m. to Wrestle With Ideas.